Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Newcastle Blue Star Podcast. I'm your host Dan Tracy and after the success of our debut offering, we are back once again with another episode. And this week I'm delighted to announce another top guest. Joining me tonight is Dean Walker, who is the manager of our Blue Star Under-23s, and I'm looking forward to picking his brains during the show. Dean, thanks for offering your time this evening, and I hope all is well. Yes, Dan, um, great to be here, and um, nice to meet you. Um, hopefully not long before you'll be up the club yourself, so we can, we can have a chat and you can meet everybody around the place. Yeah, I'm champing at the bit to actually put some uh, names to faces and all of that, but it'll come. Just be patient. But in terms of tonight's show, where's a good place to start? I guess a bit of background about yourself. So would you like to tell the listeners out there your history with the club and how you found yourself with the role as manager of the under-23s? Yeah, not a problem. Um, since the club sort of reformed back in 2018, um, I was heavily involved with the junior side, um, which I still am. Um, and again, when we had the first season um, with the seniors and then Kenny... Kenny Wharton joined the club as um, senior manager at the time, um, having previously been working with the with the junior side of things. And um, he invited me along to the backroom setup of the team, um, along with the chairman. The chairman obviously was involved in that as well, um, wanted to get me involved um, as a stepping stone, really, from junior section into the into the seniors. Um, so I've been involved ever since, really. Um, like I say, we've. To begin with, um, everything was always just set up with with the juniors, and then obviously we've we've progressed it from there. So it's it's been a really good sort of um, time and learning curve for me. Actually, the last couple of seasons being a part of the first team, um, and then the opportunity to come up to um, obviously take up a fresh challenge with the 23s. In terms of the 23s, like the first team, they've also suffered their league season being curtailed. I mean, everyone has at, the, at those levels. So there's been a large period of inactivity also. The obvious question with all of this, how have you managed to keep the squad in good shape, in trim, during this lockdown period? Yeah, um, similar to the to the first team, to be honest. We, we set up a Strava group. Um, so I give the guys sort of some set sort of fitness um, tasks or um, sort of details to try and keep up on, um, which the guys have been doing fantastic. Um, obviously, we're not allowed any sort of group training or anything like that. So, um, over the last couple of weeks, we have sort of introduced a little bit of one-to-one, which which is obviously allowed due to the the COVID rules and things like that. So, again, we've just we've just hoped that the guys have got their own sort of um, personal pride that they they, they want to keep themselves in good shape um, and come back ready to go. You know, we've got obviously team training to start next week once the COVID rules have been. Um, sort of lifted on the 29th, um, which I can't wait, to be honest, um, which will be Tuesday and Thursday, um, ready for the first cup game the following Saturday. So it's just, like I say, just excitement and um, just can't wait to get started with the guys on, on the pitch from a footballing sense rather than just um, fitness. In terms of the training sessions, when I spoke to Liam and Paul last week, they mentioned double sessions being on the horizon. So you mentioned Tuesday and Thursday. Will they be longer in the actual amount of time that you're working with the players? Is it going to be a mixture of fitness and you know shape and tactics, that kind of thing? What have you got planned for that first week? Um, p- potentially, yes. Um, first week will probably be more 
along the lines on, on, on Tuesday, maybe sort of a, a heavier session in terms of a, a fitness, but with the ball. Obviously, we, the, the guys haven't maybe touched the ball all, all I was going to say summer, but obviously since lockdown prior to Christmas. Um, so we really need to introduce the ball, um, see where the guys are at. Um, a lot of the players I haven't actually seen play. Um, I know a couple of them from from the junior side who've, who've progressed up. Um, and then there's the, the other guys who have been in and around the, the squad for a while. So I'm just interested in getting involved on the pitch and, and seeing where they're at football-wise as well as fitness because um, you can mix the both. Uh, makes it a lot more enjoyable. So um, so Tuesday probably will be more of a heavier session that way. Um, but then come Thursday, maybe it's more, more about shape and just introducing little things that we, we want moving forward in terms of set players and, and things like that. So... Um, it's a it's a big week for me to be honest. Um, the guys are due to do some fitness sessions again on Saturday, so for me it's a it's 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 a sort of foot foot to the foot to the uh, pedal and, and away we go. You know we 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 need to hit the ground running, um, and I'm just hoping the guys will buy into what we've got planned moving forward. So in terms of hitting the ground running, you mentioned about new faces and faces you don't even really know. So how quickly do you need to know your players for the cup games ahead? Um, really quick, to be honest. Um, like I say, I've, I've had some discussions with the with the captain at the moment. Um, so I've had some feedback on, on the guys. Obviously, um, the previous coaches in and around the club who have seen them play as well and, and committee members and stuff. So I've got a rough idea of the, of, of the players and their qualities. I just need to see it myself on the pitch. Um, and, and then we'll take it from there. Um, like I say, first discussions with all the lads have been great. Um, they seem to buy into what I want to do and, and what the club want moving forward, which is the main thing, because you need everybody on board. We've got to be together with, with the aims and objectives. Um, so, fingers crossed, it, it won't be as much as an issue as what it maybe would sound. Um, but again, it's one of those where it's a, it's a long-term project for me, to be honest. It's so... Any sort of um, mistakes or, or sort of things that happen along the way is, is, is part and parcel of it to me. So, um, like I say, I'm, I'm not too phased about just coming in with, with, with sort of not knowing much about the players. So, when it comes to the group that you will be overseeing over the next you know month and the next season and what have you, what kind of style are you looking to portray on the pitch? How are you going to put your own stamp on things, so to speak? Um, I'm, I'm quite clear in my ideas, um, Dan. Um, and again, it's it's probably similar to what we're trying to do as a club as a whole, um, from the junior section right up. Um, I just I just want us to be be a good good team on the ball. Um, and then when we don't have it, I want us to to look to regain possession as quick as possible and, and look to get back on the attack. Um, it's not 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 too. Not too technical, just but again, it's just about getting those drills and philosophies into the guys that um, it sort of becomes second nature. Um, and and again, that'll be a lot of hard work on the on the football pitch. But again, I've I've, I've got a firm belief that they'll they'll be rewarded once we start playing the way we want to play. Um, and I'm positive we'll get results with that. Um, like I've said before, there will be mistakes along the way, but. That, that's all part of the, the guys learning, myself learning, um, and, and we'll improve from it. Does that mean it's fair to say that there's a club ethos on how the style is portrayed onto the pitch? And that means that if that is in place, it makes a transition 
from the under-23s to the first team, that little step easier. If you take, for example, the England setup, how the under-21s are meant to sort of play like the senior team, so when required, they can slot in very quickly. Yeah, yeah, exactly that, Dan. We, we've 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 tried to to implement it in in reality over the, the last couple of seasons, but obviously COVID's hit and and, and things like that. So a, a lot of the ideas and philosophies that we wanted to to bed in maybe hasn't happened yet. But um, I've had discussions with with obviously Bryce and Liam, um, and and they're aware of, of of what we want to do as a club and what we're trying to achieve and in that pathway from obviously juniors into 23s and the first team uh, and, and all aligned and how we want to try and play and go about that goal. Um, and for me, as long as as long as long we stick to that and, and we're confident with it, then um, I can only see success moving forward for, for everyone involved. So staying on the topic of the pathway, obviously the under-23s is the final step before reaching senior football. With that in mind, what advice would you give the junior players in terms of how they transition from under 17s then under 23s and then the senior level um main thing is 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 listen to the coaches um and, and and be willing to learn and 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 progress um i think a lot of the time it might be new ideas to to the lads um obviously the transition from junior football to adult football can be difficult um in my opinion more so in physicality than actual actual ability um, I'm, in a, I'm in an opinion that a lot of the junior guys will have more than enough ability. It's just whether whether they've got the mentality and the sort of um, know-how of, of the adult players, which, which you'll only gain by experience, you'll only gain by playing. So again, that's where, for me, the 23s comes in, 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 in great. We're, we're going to be playing in a competitive adult league. So the, the guys will, will get plenty of experience um, and, and learn along the way. And one of the main things, like I mentioned before, mistakes will happen, but they've got to be of a mentality that, that those mistakes are part of them learning and, and part of them progressing and, and getting better in everything they do. Um, so they've, they've got to put themselves in that sort of shop window and, and have a go and, and remain positive um, and, and just give it everything they've got, basically. In terms of the league that the under-23s play in, are you an advocate of them going up against, shall we say, fully grown men? You know, there's an argument that the progress that they can make is better because they're getting a better test, whereas if they were just playing their age group all the time, that development curve isn't quite as steep. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, th- I think the, 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 there's a place, obviously, for, for playing within your own age group. Um, and, and obviously, the, the, the players get that more so than ever, obviously, through the junior ranks, but... I think there is a time where you, you have got to make that step. Um, and obviously, if, if you're always going to play at your own age, sometimes it is restricting. Um, there is players, again, who, who develop at different rates than others, so, so they will be more suited to their own age. But like I said before, I think you, you've got to have that goal, you've got to have that challenge um, to make yourself better. Um, and I only think that comes from, from playing against better players, stronger players, more physical players in some cases, um, and, and, and showing what ability you've got, um, and, and showing that you can match these players um, from a competitive point of view, but then you've got the ability as well to, um, to be better than them, and, and they've got to be positive with that. Absolutely. I mean, we mustn't forget that the under-23s are also in action across Easter weekend. 
Now, Dean, it's Newcastle East End that act as the opposition in the Northumberland FA Minor Cup. How are you rating your chances for that one? And does the lack of form for either side make it hard to really sort of gauge the opposition you'll be facing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've been trying to, to, to get a little bit of info on, on East End. Obviously, I, I don't know much about them, um, but they don't know much about us either. So it's a bit of a leveller, really. Um, as, as long as we go into it with, with a positive attitude, I'm confident we'll, we'll get a result. They're a team from our, from our league. So um, we, we've got to be, we've got to go into the game thinking if we give a positive performance, give everything we've got, then we, we'll get the right result. Um, and and that's it, really. We, you, it's a cup game, you know what I mean. It's it's a it's a it's a one-off game. So, like I say, we give everything we've got. If it's enough, it's enough. If it's not, it's not. We dust ourselves down and we go the next game. Um, for me, again, it's it's all about um, seeing the guys in a game sort sort of situation. Um, seeing how they react to things. Um, East End have been a team who have probably been going a lot longer than us, um, so they they'll obviously be a little bit more familiar with with themselves and, and and their team setup and things like that. So there's going to be a little period for us, I would imagine, where where we're getting used to a formation and things like that. But again, that's the challenge I want to put to the players. I, I, I want them to sort of show me that they they've got the responsibility and the and the mentality to. To, to have a go and, and, and just give it everything they've got. And of course, the cup action does not stop there because soon after, there's the end of season divisional cup for the under-23s to get their teeth into. The draw is Gateshead, Redshoe, Newcastle Independent FC and Ellington FC. They're going to be acting as the opposition both home and away. The question is, Dean, are you happy with that draw? Yeah, I mean, uh, like, like, like I say, I, 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 the, the only really team that, that, that stood out to us was, was obviously I know we've got top of the league which you'd, you'd maybe want to um, sort of steer clear of but again like, like I've mentioned earlier it's, 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 it's games it's, it's, the, it's the squad getting a chance to show me what, what they're all about um, and, and where, we, where we perhaps would need to improve going into next season or whether we don't whether, whether they show me in, in these games that, that we don't need um, a freshen up within the, within the ranks um, and again, it's 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 teams teams I've personally never come up against um, at a senior level. So again, it's good to meet meet these other other teams out there and and just challenge myself against them. Um, I suppose there's there's no better than going up against the best in the league at the moment before um, lockdown happens. So like I say, I'm 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 just looking forward to to playing some games and and seeing where if we can get some positive performances and and results to follow. Well, you mentioned Newcastle Independent then being top of the table before the cancellation. And on paper, that's probably going to be the difficult two fixtures out of the six. But with that said, the pause in action has been a great leveller for everyone. So without spouting a football cliche, the form book really is out the window here. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, again, and, and that, that's what I'm trying to trying to stress to the to the players. Um, maybe don't don't think about um, where everybody was when when the season finished. That that was five six months ago, I suppose, uh, and and we've just got to be positive and and, and 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 try our best and be together as a team and 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 try and get the best result we can. Um, again, it's it's I can't reiterate enough that it's a it's a chance for the the guys to to put themselves in a shop window and and put a um, a marker down that it's their shirt. Uh, and, and and they're playing for their shirt, and and they want to be part of things going forward. Um, I know we've got big plans as a 
as a club uh, and as a as a setup senior setup that that we, we we're going to be sort of more integrated within the first and 23s in terms of training and things like that. So all all these plans and everything are, are great, um, and I really want to see the the players um, have that hunger that they want to be part of that. Um, so like I say, these games for me are are a, are a real indicator of that. You'll have to excuse my ignorance here. I'm not quite sure on the format of the cup. So, is it just the group winners that would advance to a knockout phase? Yes, as far as I'm aware, Dan, it is. Yes. Yeah. So we've obviously got the six the six games home and away, and the the winners of the group progress through to the semi-finals. I see. So it is win or bust then. Um, in terms of looking into our crystal ball, obviously we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but there is going to be a new season around the corner quite quickly. Pre-season, what's on the agenda? Any friendlies lined up already? Um, yes, I've, we've got a couple of friendlies already booked in. Um, obviously, we've got the first team around as well. So, we, again, we, we could probably have a friendly any time with those guys each week if, if need be. Um, I've got some some contacts already out there just waiting to get back to us as well. Um, so, I'm I'm kind of hoping that we, we, we've tried to get to a level of fitness for the six games, sorry, seven games upcoming, um, and we can just keep ticking over over the summer. Um, obviously, the guys will have probably work commitments and maybe holidays if, if restrictions allow again. Um, but again, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather not sort of um, come away from that sort of getting towards match fitness to have to go back to a a full pre-season again if we can just keep ticking over working on what we're looking to implement moving into the season going forward in terms of um, formations and style of play and things like that so for me it's a, it's, it's, it's a good summer it's a good summer that um, we can just keep going and, and, and playing each week whether that's still training twice a week and, uh, and, and on a weekend um, for me I would love that so as long as as long as we've got the numbers and and we can keep things going over the summer um it's 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 a really positive time um for myself and and the first team um so we can all sort of train together and and progress the lads right i think that's all for the questions that i've got in terms of notes is there anything else that you'd like to mention dean that hasn't been brought up in the episode already um, no, not really. Um, the, the only thing I would ha- I would add, um, Dan, is obviously I'm I'm also quite heavily involved with the the junior side of things at the club, um, and it's just a just great that we're going to be welcoming back all the junior teams next week as well once lockdown eases. Um, we've got a obviously a full plan of training next week for all the all the teams, and in theory the guys might be back on Easter weekend with games as well. So I, I just wanted to give a shout out to those. Um, those junior members at the club who have who have been waiting patiently to, to get back on the pitch as well. So um, fingers crossed, everything goes to plan next week, and and we can see see all the guys back out on the pitch. Yeah, that's a great shout, and I'm sure all the younger lads will be ready to uh, take to the field as everyone else. So we're nearly there, guys. You know, we're getting there. In terms of the first team game, which is coming up on Easter Saturday, just a quick update on that, in that, unfortunately, fans aren't permitted for that one. That should change for the later group matches, but if you could just stay away, just, you know, for all things COVID and all that, we would appreciate it. That's my safety warning done for this week. So that probably brings the end to the podcast episode. If you want to get in touch with me, you can. The best place is on Twitter, at DanTracy1983. 
As I said last week, that can be as simple as a hello. Thank you to anyone who followed me off the back of last week's episode. And of course, you know, if there's any content ideas, feedback, let me know, because it's not just for me, it's for everyone. And to wrap things up, I just need to thank Dean once again. It's been a real pleasure to chat to you, and I look forward to doing it again soon. No problem. Thanks, Dan. Cheers, mate. With that said, it just leaves me to say that my name's Dan Tracy. This is the Newcastle Blue Star Podcast. And until next time, goodbye. Thank you.